This is Hope FM. And I'm very pleased to welcome today to Hope FM, the wonderful Joe Blackshaw, who has got an amazing story of something she's going to be doing. Um, and also she's a school friend of mine from many years uh, gone by. Um, hey, Joe, how are you doing? Hi, Gordon. Yeah, very well. Very well. Yeah, very fond memories of, of our school days together. But um, yeah, I mean, something something a little bit more crazy now. I mean, it really is decades, <laughs> decades since since then. <laughs> It sadly is. Um, in fact, you're not. You're not yet. But you. You're not that shy off fifty. The reason I mention your age, and I do apologise, <laughs> is simply because what you're doing is something that people wouldn't necessarily think people at your stage in life would be going to do. Tell us what it is you're doing, Joe. So I've joined a crew of fantastically gutsy and inspiring ladies to um, to row across the Atlantic later this year as part of a a wider race. So this this race takes part every year, um, and it's a, you know it's a, it's an amazing sort of undertaking um, by the organisers. But that's all in the the, the interest of safety, etc. But um, it's a crew of four ladies who are going to be rowing in an ocean rowing boat. It's three thousand miles. It starts in Lagomera in the um, in the Canary Islands and finishes at Antigua um, in the West Indies, and um, it is a, a, a proper team event. But we know we're we're a four. There are crews that do it. There are solo people that do this, which I'm who I'm in awe of. Um, uh, pairs, fours, and and the occasional five as well. But there are they're special ocean rowing boats, and um, you know. It's it's quite amazing. You basically, you basically, I mean, on average, you'll be away for on on the water for around forty days, but it can take longer. Obviously, if you're doing it by yourself, it can take less time. People go and break, break records, etc. But we just we're we're looking to do it the quickest time we can. But we're looking to get across and and still really like each other at the end because I think it's not just a physical challenge, but a real mental one. Yes, I, it's an enormous challenge. Three thousand miles, uh, forty days plus in a boat what size is this boat oh gosh the mrs nelson so um so these these ocean rowing boats i'm gonna have to uh, i mean oh they're about 30 foot yeah 25 30 foot um okay but basically but yeah so they're not they're not big boats so so that that isn't very big how much of the boat is sort of the rowing space versus cabins and if it's if it's wet weather which i'm going to be honest you will definitely be facing wet weather. There's going to be a lot of water. Can, can you all get in the cabin and just seal it up and it's a nice little safe place? So these boats are, wonder, are wonderfully made, actually. They're, they're specifically made for long ocean expeditions and they've been improved over time um, and they're, they're pretty spectacular. But the um, no, so they, they, it's hard to explain over radio, but there's basically um, two, um, two cabins, one at each end and the rowing space is in the middle. All the electronics are in one of the cabins. So that's a hotter, more tightly cramped cabin. The other one is the luxurious sort of um, first class cabin at the other end. Um, but uh, you, you've basically got enough room for two people to pretty much lie down um, and not much room to move, to, to roll over. Um, they are watertight. Um, they're amazingly designed. They're basically, they bob around. I mean, you're gonna be encountering you know, really, really big waves. Um, and, you know, the safest thing to do at, on occasions is going to be to get inside your cabin, much as that's one of the things that concerns me. I'm much happier out on deck. But anyway, much safer to hunker down. Um, and they write themselves. They, they self-write themselves. And, you know, they're very, they very capsize, go upside down, then you come back around the right way up. Absolutely. And, and the aim is not to capsize. And the aim is not to have to do that. But it, it, and you have to be attached at all times. But in answer to your question, there's, there's not much room to move around on deck. Um, and we're, we're a four-person crew. There are going to be three seats on runners, you know, like the 
rowing boats, you see normal racing boats, but they're, they're on runners. Um, and you each have a, an oar each. So it's effectively sculling, but with big rowing blades. Um, and you, you basically stick to your, your area. So if you're the person that sets out from the Canary Islands in the bow, you're going to stay in the bow. And if you start out the stern, you're going to stay in the stern. And you do two hours on, two hours off. I mean, you can mix it up a bit, but the, the sort of preconceived wisdom is two hours on, two hours off. And so at any one time, there are two people rowing, two people resting. And that goes through 24-7. That's, that's through the night. You know, you've obviously, you've got to carry all your food with you. So it's unassisted. There's no, you carry all your food, all your safety equipment. Um, you obviously have food for, you know, were you to take even longer than you expected. So you, there's some very strict kind of, kind of regulations around it. And we've been, we've been testing out some of the food, you know, working out the best way to take care of yourself. You've obviously got to, as you say, you're going to be wet a lot of the time. So you need good, good equipment, but, but also it's going to be warm a lot of the time. So you can protect yourself from the sun, make sure that you're, um, that you're, you're doing a, a hard job of work, right? So you have to make sure you're cleaning yourself down, get making sure you get some rest, eating, and then getting back on the oars. So it's going to be a very sort of mental sort of endurance challenge. I'm just saying yes to that. Yes, I think it's going to be a very <laughs> that sounds extraordinary. Two hours rowing, then two hours sleeping, and then two hours rowing, nonstop, twenty four seven for for five weeks, four weeks minimum, sort of time. Yeah, say forty days. We'd like to we'd like to do it quicker than Pip's husband did it, but you know we've got forty days in our in our mind. So. So, yeah, I mean, remember, it's not just remember, it's not just sleeping. I mean, you've got other jobs to do. I mean, you've got to get off the boat and clean underneath it because, you know, that as you go along, you get all sorts of things attached to the bottom, barnacles and things that you have to sort of make sure. And that so could, you're, wait a second, you're in, you're in the middle of the Atlantic. There's no one else around, just the four of you. And you're telling me you have to jump off the boat and go and clean underneath the boat. Yeah, I have to say my, uh, my crew member, Paula, and I have actually put our hands up for this because I think we, we, we were actually going to want to jump in, I think. But, but obviously, bearing in mind, there are sharks and marlins and all sorts out there. Just bearing that in mind. <laughs> yeah, so you, have to, so you have to go on because it can, it can make you that bit quicker over, um, you know, over the distance to, to sort of, you know, aerodynamically clean off the, the bottom of your boat. You have to make your own water. So, that, that, I mean, there's an electronic water maker, which is very clever device but you know you've got to hope that that works because otherwise you've got to pump it yourself um and make 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 food for each other um make sure that you're you're obviously navigating um we're going to be keeping in touch with people back at home and telling our story as we go so there's lots of there's lots of jobs to be done in a relatively small space um i just find the whole thing incredible so the four of you are you already really really good friends and you've all got loads of rowing experience now you and i we both rowed when we were at school uh it turns out you were a better rower than i was uh, as was our friend james cracknell who went to the olympics as well um but so he's also he's also rowed across the atlantic hasn't he? he has and yeah. he capsized i think at some point as well so um so i have seen a little bit of his story uh but for you guys are you best mates already and you know that this is the the perfect combination of people and it's all going to work without any issues. So just a bit of background to, to, to me and the crew and how I, how I came to join this, um, this crew. Um, so Pip, who is, um, who, whose husband rode across the Atlantic two years ago, uh, is a friend of mine from where we've now moved to outside London. Um, and our children were at school together. They've now moved again, uh, but I've got to know, I got to know her and her husband um, her sister Felicity is rowing uh, in the crew as well. Um, and, and they're fantastic. Uh, they did a bit of rowing at school as well, and um, and they are phenomenal kind of athletes. They've they've done ultra marathons and all that kind of thing. 
Um, but we, I haven't known Felicity for very long at all. I haven't known Pippa relatively long, certainly not as long as I've known you, Gordon. Um, but, um, but we are very like-minded, so instantly got on. And then our fourth member is Paula, who is um, an extraordinary lady. She's um, an adventure psychologist. She's done a whole host of of really fantastic things, including you know expeditions to the South Pole and 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 all sorts of things. And she's a very inspiring speaker. Um, and we got to know her through a mutual friend of Pip and David's. And uh, she's joined the crew, and she's brought a real injection of you know different different point of view, etc. Now. We, I only met her for the first time the other day. Obviously, we've, we've come together as a crew through the, the most extraordinary backdrop I've ever lived through in terms of the lockdown and the pandemic. So um, in, the, in the spaces between lockdowns, we've managed to get out on the boat. But Paula joined our crew more latterly. And, and I got to meet her the other day when we were moving our boat down to Gosport. And, um, and she's, uh, she's just great. And we have, a real, we have a real laugh together. Obviously, we're doing lots of this, lots of Zoom calls. Um, lots of texting and working things out because it's a massive preparation, you know, a job in terms of preparing yourselves to go. Um, so we're getting to know each other as we as we go along. And um, and she asked us some very, very important questions when she came to join the crew, which which really made us think about our own motivations, how we were going to get on with each other. But we've all said, bar none, that our, the, the important thing for us is to get over, get across the Atlantic, do ourselves proud, be proud of ourselves, make our loved ones proud. Um, and be able to look at each other at the end of the end of it and say we've we've behaved in a way that we're proud of. We we are firm friends. We've enjoyed each other's company and we've looked after each other. And I think that's that's a principal motivation. So no, we we don't go back years and years and years. But we are very. We've all experienced. You know, we, we've got families. We've got jobs. Um, we're getting to know each other in an extraordinary climate. So that's been fantastic. That sounds like a positive place to start from it'll be interesting to see how it goes midway I guess but um your own rowing experience so you've rowed for Great Britain uh you've um you've rowed in the Oxford women's uh, boat race uh have all your team got this much rowing experience behind them not that much rowing experience um as I say Pip and um Pip and Dids rowed um, at school and they they're lovely rowers I mean I've I've been in the, the our boat with them and they've got they've, they've got lovely rowing technique I haven't rowed yet with Paula um she's very new to rowing um and we did a we did a marathon erg session the other day which we live streamed and um and it was brilliant so ergs is rowing machines isn't it sorry a rowing machine so a concept two rowing machine we, we had we had it all set up on zoom um and and we did the 42 kilometers on that and and i mean paul has only i think paul has only been on a, on a rowing machine a few times before and that i was just in awe of that i think that's fantastic so so no we're mixed into and, and actually to do this race you you do get quite a few rowers doing it because we're we're kind of slightly wired slightly differently and like these crazy challenges um but you also get lots and lots of non-rowers doing it and and it, it is important to sort of be able to master your technique and train on a on a rowing machine and train on the water and all that kind of thing but but it is something that can be done by non-rowers but but that means that i i should you know my hopefully my supportive bit can be bringing my rowing experience and helping the rest of the crew well that's a great experience to have and i hope that goes well I like watching sort of adventure documentaries and things like that. And I've recently been watching a series, which I wouldn't recommend you watch, actually. It's called I Shouldn't Be Alive. And it's about when things go <laughs> wrong. Fortunately, most of the people survive. What are your big fears on this undertaking? Yeah, we, we, um, we were talking about this, actually. Um, my, my biggest fear is my kind of 
the, you know, missing the children so much when I'm gone and worrying about them. But I think once we're there and we're doing it, I think we're going to be very much, you know, in, in a zone. Um, my other one, funnily enough, is what you were talking about earlier is, is slightly the claustrophobic side of it. I, 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 I have fewer fears about, you know, being out on deck and rowing and the pain and all of that. And it will be like that. But I have that mentality slightly anyway. It's, it's fine. Um, I mean, ask me halfway across the ocean. But at the moment, that's not what one of my sort of front of mind. Um, but, but, you know, if there is a storm, we are going to have to hunker down in, you know, in the holes. And that's I, I, I'm slightly fearful that the claustrophobia of that is going to be quite a lot. Um, the waves, uh, you know, the waves for, for me, I just think that's going to be enormous fun. And, um, and also the bigger the waves, the bigger the winds, the quicker you're going to get across the ocean. Right. So so that's something we're all embracing. Um, cleaning the boat and there being sharks. Yes, of course, that's in the back of my mind. But for some reason, I'm not so as worried. This year's race actually saw some marlin strikes where um, some marlins were sort of hunting for tuna under the boats and a, a marlin kind of whatever you call it. So they've got other marlins on with the big sort of sharp end of their beaks. Sort of thing yeah, that... yeah. What do you call them? Beaks, end of their noses. Anyway, that, that literally went through that through the hull of the boat. But um, so that was something we hadn't thought about before. But Paul has already looked into this. And actually, if you scare away the tuna, you scare away the marlin because they're only there. They're only there to eat the tuna. They're not there to eat you. Anyway, so so that's 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 it, really. Um, you know, in terms of the, the, definitely the excitement I feel is by far outweighing any fear. And I think the only way to do this is to is to throw yourself into it and say, right, we're, we're, we're doing it. And, and you've got to cross every bridge because you don't know what, what you know, it's, it's, it's in the lap of the gods. I mean, we don't know what weather we're going to, we're going to in, endure um, or what we're going to have to deal with. But, but we do need to make sure that we're prepared for every eventuality. And I think that safety preparation is, is absolutely key. And relying on each other. You know, I think we really, it's the thing that I miss most about my rowing days, um, as you've mentioned at school and university, is being part of a team. And I, and I love that. I thrive, I thrive of it, off it. And obviously, if you're in a family, you're in a team and you, you pull your weight and you work together to get, overcome things. If you're at work, you do the same thing. I, you know, I love that in sports. And I think this is the ultimate team game. You know, if you've got someone in charge of navigation at the front of the boat and you're in the back of the boat and you never go up the front of the boat, you're going to have to have a lot of faith in that person and say, you know, I've, I, I go with their judgment and similarly, you're going to be saying, look, I've got to pull my weight and, do, and perform at my role, whatever it might be, whether it's making people's food, whether it's first aid, safety, whether it's, you know, you know whatever. You, you just need to make sure that you're giving 100% and that you've got 100% faith in the other people that they're doing their best as well. And also understanding their needs, you know, because you're going to have weak moments and making sure that you have properly talked out before you go, look, what is your, and Paula has done this with us, which I think is fantastic. You know, she said, what sort of person are you? You know, if you're having a bad day, do you want a hug? Do you want someone to give you a kick up the backside? Do you want someone to talk to you? Do you want to be left alone? You know, we need to know that stuff before we go, because in the heat of the moment, you need to be really in tune with one another. Uh, and you mentioned about the waves being a good thing because they sort of help you progress. Um, I think you may be something like that. And in the back of my mind, I'm going, that's such a positive attitude because I've had a friend who went across in a small boat and they had 75 foot waves. Maybe that was, I think that's the figure they gave. Uh, and they actually had to be tied up and put into the cabin and literally unable to move because they were trying to throw themselves overboard because they just mentally lost it. It was so, they were so scared that they would rather have jumped overboard than stayed on the ship with it doing those massive drops as it, as it goes over the waves. 
have any of you experienced large waves already? So, so Paula has actually sailed around the world. Um, she's um, that's one of the many things that she's done. But she and her she and her husband have sailed around the world. Her husband's been fantastic, Alex. He's um, he's been helping to sort of put our boat together. Our boats, Mrs. Nelson's. She's been across the Atlantic five times, and she needs some pretty serious attention in terms of her electrics and all that kind of stuff. Anyway. Um, I mean, we've been out in pretty poor conditions on the boat. We did that, um, you know, when we were allowed to before Christmas. Can't even remember the date now. Um, and they're, they're not very nice conditions. But um, but no, we've never experienced the kind of magnitude of, of the quite what the waves can, can give. So we've been following, we followed this year's race, you know, avidly. You can be real dot watchers, you know, you can watch exactly where, where uh, people's progress, which I'm sure people did be doing with us. But um, no, we haven't. We haven't experienced those waves. Um, but but there is there I've heard those stories too where there are people that you just literally have to manhandle down on, on the deck. I hope I'm not one of them, but as it's one of my fears to be in that sort of claustrophobic position. Yes, you'd you'd, you'd, you'd rather not be in there if you can avoid it. But well, I guess that these are the things that the challenges that you'll face and um, and hopefully come out a bit stronger. Um, so when does it start? When does it finish? So it starts fifteenth of December. Um, and it will finish when we finish. Um, we have to be in La Gomera from the 1st of December um, because there's massive pre-race preparations, boat checks. Um, you know, the race organisers check all of your equipment, check that you have enough food, check that you have, you have your, your life raft, etc. On, on board. So that's great. That's great. Um, and we're away over Christmas, which is a big, you know, intake of breath for the family. Um, and then hopefully we get back kind of mid to late January. Um, now this year it was amazing. I mean, to your point on age, um, there was uh, a man in his seventies that rode the, you know, did this transatlantic race um, solo. There was a girl of 21 who broke the world record for the youngest lady to cross the Atlantic. Um, so, you know, there's all sorts of uh, phenomenal people out there. I think there was a, and there was a, wasn't there a 64 year old woman? Yes. As well. Yeah. Who did it? yeah. So I'm, it's phenomenal. So in fact, you've got a little way to go to, you can reach that accolade. No, exactly. I, hope, I hope to do it with my children when they're old enough, actually. If I, if I, if I do it again, it'll be with my kids. Wow. And um, what do your kids think about you doing it? They've been, I've, I've got two children. They're, um, they're twins and they're, um, they're 11. They are, um, they, 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 they initially they were very concerned about it, but but more I think to be honest more about missing Christmas because I love Christmas. I'm a I'm a big Christmas person and I love the build up and I I make everything as you know as Christmas as I can. So so I think they're concerned that it, it'll be a very different Christmas, which of course it will. But um, but uh, and then I think they 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 know that there are a lot of safety precautions that we're taking and um, they are. They are excited for me. Um, they do understand why I'm doing it. Um, I'm trying to involve them in the whole planning of it. I mean, you know, they're going to be interested in the navigation and how we do it, and it, it, it's really exciting. So, but but from the help with the help of family and friends, I think they're feeling they are seeing the exciting side of it as well as the oh gosh, mommy's going away for that long. And of course, my husband is 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 going to be here holding fort. So he's he's doing a really valuable role as well. And 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 we're really grateful to our other halves for, for supporting us in it. Yeah, it's a full family effort in that case. Okay. You're going to be going for yourselves. It's a challenge for yourselves, but also I believe that you're raising money for some charities. What what's the charity that particularly you're uh, supporting, Joe? So there's two there's two charities. 
um, which you know mean 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 a lot to us. One is the Noah's Ark Hospice, um, and they are a, a London's children children's hospice who have been particularly phenomenal through the pandemic. Where you know when London's hospitals are becoming over you know overrun, they've been able to take people on and look after them. So that's a phenomenal charity. Um, and then there's a, a bomb disposal charity called the Felix Fund, um, and this goes back a long way. This is this is a charity that. Um, was uh, at the hearts of the of Pip's husband's crew as well, um, and they've been incredibly supportive to us as a crew and to David's crew. Um, Felix Fund are they're, they're bomb disposal people who help um, all sorts of uh, you know the victims of bomb um, you know bomb attacks. We're veterans um, and were involved in the Ariana Grande concert. Um, you know bomb. Uh, things so so they're, they're two very different charities, but ones that mean a lot to us as a career. And if people if people want to sponsor you, I think I think in fact if people want to give two hundred and fifty quid, then am I right? They get a logo on your boat. They do, they do. Yes, absolutely. So we've got the sponsorship side, and then the charity and the charity side. But there there is there's a there's a just giving page um, where you know we are obviously we we'd love to raise as many as much money as we can for those those special charities, um, and then. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes into sort of raising the money to just get to the start line of this race. So, so we also we also have a sort of sponsorship side of it as well. Um, so, if people want to find out where, where where's your website, where should they go? So, the website is uh, themothership.uk. So we're called the Mothership. Um, the the Mothership.uk is the website. Um, there's a link to our, our fundraising page there. So to the Just Giving site. Uh, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, um, all under the Mothership. So, so you should you should should be able to see us there and follow our progress. We're, we're also having every other Sunday evening. Um, we are hosting a sort of live streamed um, interview uh, over Facebook. Uh, we've had one each with um, with Felicity, Pippa, and myself. And Paula is this Sunday, um, and it's at eight o'clock on Sunday evenings. And then we're also inviting other people to come and talk about their transatlantic rowing stories or things that are relevant to our crew. Um, that's also something that people have been really enjoying, uh, just interviews like this with, with, with each of us. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and there have been, you know, press has been following us. Uh, Felicity was being interviewed on, on BBC South News recently. So, so we're getting a real following and, and we want to sort of get a real understanding for what we stand for and why this is so important to us. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.